Hello and welcome to the Miss Rolling In podcast. As usual, my name is Jacob Staten and as usual, I'm joined by Joshua J. Jonah, Jamie Red, Rue Armstrong. Joshua, how are you? I'm perfect now that I've realised how to make my mic actually record. Uh, we just tried to start this podcast and I failed, but we're here. Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, not a lot has happened since we last spoke, has it, Jacob? No, for anyone who can't, who is not watching and is just listening, I did just do a grimace and, a, and an eye roll. It, a lot has happened since the last time we spoke. I think that we, we, we left you last, uh, walking back through the uh, Meadows precinct, past poets into the train station, discussing a late two-one loss to Newcastle. Which, in light of the absolute robin they gave West Ham the Sunday just gone, uh, it was actually a really, really good result. Um, obviously, without any points, not a great result, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and then we went. We entertained Wolves at the uh, City Ground, um, and I think Joshua wants to give us both forty-five seconds each, don't you, Joshua, to discuss? Yes. So we're not dwelling today. Yes, Wolves, um, Wolves was so long ago. Let's just get it out there. Let's say our piece, uh, and that's it. Forty-five seconds. Um, on so, do you want me to count you in? Do you want me to count you in? You count me in. I'll go. It will beat when I'm done. Um, forty-five seconds, and I've written notes on my phone. Uh, just because I think it would be impossible without it. So you count me in and I'll go. One, two, three, go. The front three were great. The midfield three were great. Danilo is something special. He feels like the difference. His link up with Dennis and Morgan Gibbs-White in particular was great. It was a brilliant assist and an unreal finish from from, uh, from Brennan. Don't have time for that. Felt it was a shame about the fullbacks when I saw the team sheet, but they can come out of the game with a lot of credit. They did well. Brennan's dive was neither a penalty nor a yellow card, but why wasn't the ref consistent enough to give Traore a yellow too? Uh, Wolves are horrible bastards and shite. Pernance is a rat, spitting is disgusting, even if it's just the intent. The Warrell sub was not the reason we lost, so don't be stupid. It's because we didn't finish our chances. Dennis cutting back and not squaring it gives me absolute nightmares. It felt deflating in the end. They scored with the only shot, shot of target on the game. And why can't Morgan gives White play Wolves every week? Beep, it's done. Stressful. Whoa. That's stressful. Uh, last very, point, very nice. if we play like this, we'll stay up. Oh. We'll win more than we lose. Oh, you said that. It wasn't true. Jacob, you're up. 45 seconds. Yeah, Don't dwell on it. Three, two, one, go. So uh, a quite impressive performance, I think, in reality, um, proving that possession is uh, is not nine-tenths of the law in football. Uh, when you look at the stats, and they had 72%, which still blows my mind to this day. You look at the stats below that, uh, which are 17 shots on goal to their eight, with seven on target, and only their, their one, their, their actual goal, uh, which was deflected anyway. Uh, being the only one on target, I thought in general it was a it was a really good performance. Um, my mind boggles that we didn't come out with the three points. My mind boggles that Pedence, the dirty little rat, didn't get sent off. If you threw a punch and missed, you get sent off. If you even if he's saying that he didn't actually spit, he went to. That's all there is to it. Um, I don't think the change in formation was catastrophic uh, as people uh, made out. Time's up. Your time is there up, we go. mate. Done. I'll swallow it. There you go. You'll swallow it just like Pedence's spit. He didn't swallow it, mate. He's bat it. There you go. This is a fucking llama or a camel. We'll or it let is. me just take one extra dev- deviant. I don't know if that's a word. Deviation. Deviation. Uh, they're trying to make uh, a case for Mitrovic's ban because they're trying to make a point that it's not okay to push and assault referees particularly because, you know, it influences people watching the game, especially young people. If a player can spit at another player and the young people watch that and think that the intent's fine and they can get away with it, that's a really poor um, thing to 
to sort of showcase to the younger audience or anyone in general because it's disgusting. So Absolutely. you should be ashamed of yourself. I think if you, if you couple that as well with another slight deviation with the fact that I believe we've been charged with failing to control our players in the yeah. aftermath and yeah. sort of things. So what's happening to the referee failed to deal with the situation of a player being spat at? You know, oh, sorry, not the referee, the VAR officials. I can completely understand if the referee didn't see it, it happened away from him, that kind of thing. But, you know, to to, to not even send the referee to watch it. Mm. Brennan Johnson covered himself uh, in glory uh, in that he came out of that situation mature in his post-match interview. Podence has written today that he hasn't done it. Who knows? I guess it looked like it to me. I will leave the FA to decide what happens there, but a horrible circumstance and if I was a Wolves supporter I'd be embarrassed that that player represents my club um, and I'd be embarrassed that you know even the manager and the players represent my club because they were horrible um, really ill-disciplined anyway Wolves sorry I've got one last thing to say one last thing to say on this game we said we weren't going to dwell if, I know I'm sorry if if anybody's and I sent this to you as well didn't I JJ but if anybody's not sure has any ill feeling towards this game? It, you know what? What didn't really think we perform well? Go to the Wolves Facebook page. Go to the you know every team puts a photo, a, a nice graphic up of what the final result is, and a, and a, like some absolute Billy bollocky nonsense of a comment. And read the comments from the Wolves fans. They know they got a smash and grab, and they were very humble about it and quite complimentary on on our team which i think is is very gracious but they know they got a bit of a smash and grab in that game which i think is absolutely true so you must be seeing some different wolves fans to me i've seen a lot of them say kibbs white is shit which you get kidding yourselves lads anyway on to the next game i said uh, as my last point if we play like that we'll survive next game came around we didn't play like that did we jacob uh, no, it was away from the city ground, so we tend not to, um, which is, I suppose is baffling. Um, a, an interesting game because, like like a lot of games before it for, for for most teams, not just us, but until their goal, it was probably 60-40 Forest, I think. We scored a fantastic goal. Um, and then great finish by Mangala as well, uh, just to add. But... You know, they get, I don't want to say a lucky goal because, you know, Kaylor Navas knows that he should be pushing that a bit further wide, but I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it's a gaff. I just, you know, I think Navas is, is a better keeper than that. And it, and it is a kind of well pounced on by, um, it was Jack Harrison, wasn't it? Who, who's very much the Denzel Washington for them at the minute, man on fire. Um so yeah, you know, and then as soon as their goal goes in, they are just on top of us. Um, Nico Williams, I think, had a, had a pretty poor game uh, all match, and Sinistera had his pants down a, a, a few times, especially for his goal. Um, that he should never have been allowed to cut in fu- inside that far and get a shot off. Um, I did initially think there's a possible offside on Patrick Bamford as he as he definitely goes to kick the ball, but. He's not really in Navas's eye line, is he? So I suppose there's nothing really for them to check there. But yeah, so taking us into half time, we're definitely on the back foot, and we we I think we did, in, in fairness definitely deserve to be behind. JJ, what do you think? Yeah, I mean I, I agree with all of that. I think for the first um, fifteen twenty minutes, I think we looked great. We looked um, we looked good. I thought this could be the game that changes it all. 
uh, it shows what Dennis can do when he looks up uh, and does pass the ball. Uh, the finish, finish from Mangala was lovely. Uh, nice to see him score. But after that, it just all sort of fell away. I think their goal did come from a mistake. I think it was a blunder. Um, I think it's poor from Navas. However, he is a world-class keeper. He's fantastic, as we've seen. Um, so the fact that I've seen online uh, criticism of Navas, I think is really unjust. I think that's unfair. Um, I think he's kept us in games more than we should have been uh, throughout his time at Forest so far. Um, but I think that goal made us panic a bit because their fans were back on side. Their fans were back uh, singing. I think if we got a second goal, um, it would have quieted them down and I think we would have gone on to win. Obviously, so easy to say that in hindsight. It's not how the game panned out. Yep. Your point about Nico Williams is interesting because against Wolves, I thought Nico and Toffolo had a great game. They were a yep. real credit and they surprised me because initially I thought, ah, I wish we had Aurier and Lottie. But unfortunately against Leeds, they did show their naivety, um, particularly Nico. Uh, <clears throat> I watched the highlights back before this podcast and just watching Sinistero just run at him, and run at him, and run at him, and run at him, and Nico just do nothing. I mean, that was just absolutely painful. Um, so I don't know what it is about us away, but there's just something that just isn't working. I don't know if it's fear. I don't know if it's gotten to our heads. I don't know if it's become a thing now. But first 15 minutes, I thought it was our day. Everything since then, certainly not. So, yeah, not not great. Yeah, um, absolutely. I just want to touch on some positives throughout the game. Um, well, we're not talking about second half yet, lad. Oh, do we have to? Go on. You talk well, about second the only, half. The only, the only thing I think I think needs mentioning is that Steve Cooper rolled the dice pretty early on, um, didn't he? He, he changed to the uh, to, to put a one year up as a target man, and we swapped to going a bit longer, which I, I don't personally want to watch, but I, I get that it has its place, especially at this end of the table. Um, I, I, I just think it was. I don't know if he necessarily rolled the dice too early or if the the roll of the dice was, I don't know, it, 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 the kind of change in formation I don't think was completely necessary, but, you know, mine's not to question Steve Cooper, I suppose. Yeah. It's, just, well, it's worth noting that he, he did he did definitely try. And although the performance wasn't wasn't good, it wasn't for a lack of effort by the players. He certainly hasn't lost the dressing room or anything like that. Yeah, well, I've... Yeah, I, I just think he did. He threw the kitchen sink at it, really. Uh, but I think he was possibly in danger of overthinking it, uh, which is understandable given his position and the pressure that he would have felt at that moment in time due to media speculation. Um, the players certainly didn't look like they weren't playing for him, for me. Um, Brennan Johnson's frustration was completely clear to see uh, in the second half. He cares a lot, and you can see that. Um as do most of the players to me. I did think on the night the players did let him down and I was very angry. Obviously, we'll talk about the whole Cooper out debacle after this, yeah. but I was very angry on the night that these set of players uh, in particular were going to be some of the ones to get our greatest manager in a long time since Frank Clark sacked. That's what it felt like at the time. Hmm. Um, so I don't know what it is away from home. If Before I go on to... Uh, positives. Um, 
our ball retention and our willingness to battle in midfield doesn't happen away. Yep. Um, I think we're crying out for Yates and Koyate together away. I think they disrupt and uh, help battle the midfield. We're, we're dying for something like that. Um, but I think a better team smashes us more than 2-1 because Leeds were through quite a few times and wasted what could have been a chance um, with poor decision-making or poor finishing. So it, it was a horrible, horrible game. Uh, I just <clears throat> I just felt very, very sad at the end of it because uh, it felt inevitable. So not not good. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it, it brings us nicely into the, the all the speculation around uh, King Cooper's uh, it future. It doesn't. It doesn't bring us nicely into it, no, but... Uh... It's um, it, it was one that you know lots of n- news outlets were reporting on. Lots of fans were speculating on. I, I think you know, judging by the fan base, I still think it's very much kind of ninety ten Cooper in our fan base, which is which is absolutely fantastic. I think everyone's pulling in the same direction. Um, and then it Wednesday. Tuesday night came and went, didn't it? It was Tuesday the game, wasn't it? Tuesday yeah. night came and went. Wednesday morning came and went. Got to Wednesday afternoon, then we get the we get the statement from from uh, Mr. Marinakas to to confirm that he's he's back in the manager. I think there's a clear. I don't want to say threat. I think there's a clear. <laughs> the dreaded he's vote of confidence. A, a, a clear. There's a clear vote of confidence, but there's a clear path to say, you know, I, I do still expect better. It's not. A, it's not a blind faith, which I think say should say any anyone in that kind of. What I imagine is kind of ten percent saying Cooper out, or the people that aren't necessarily Cooper out, but saying but think there still needs to be a change. If you know what I mean, um, but, which which is fantastic. But I, I, you know, I, I as much as I think you are JJ as well. I'm sure you'll talk about it. Is I am very much Cooper in. Um, I'm Cooper in if we go down. I'm Cooper in if we stay up. Um, the man. It's not just we haven't just got a good manager. We've got a manager that gets our club. That understands the wealth of history we've got, but doesn't bow down, but doesn't buckle under the pressure. We've got a manager that what want you know that wants us to play the right way, but understands that right now we can't. You know, even in the championship when we we were you know, uh, for lack of a better term, we were kicking absolute fuck out of teams. There's, there was still you know, I, I, the, the best game I can think of is Swansea at home. Swansea liked to keep the ball, so Steve Cooper just went, all right. But when when we have it, we're going to go up the other end of the pitch, and we're probably going to score. It was it was that kind of pragmatism that I think earned him. Well, in, certainly in my head, it earned quite a few comparisons to kind of. And obviously, it's it's nowhere near that level and that, that kind of length of, of time. But the kind of the way that Alex Ferguson did, was managing Manchester United at the time it was a. Uh, if we can, we will try and play good football. If we can't, we're going to use the ball as well as we can when we do have it. And I and I think, given time, we. we we will only be in better in a better place. Yeah, I, I mean, on Tuesday night, <clears throat> I, as you will very well know, because I blew your phone up with messages, I was genuinely distraught. Like I was so upset about it. Uh, it felt inevitable. It felt like the Cooper out voice was getting a, a bit louder from some arm of the fans. I can see why a few select people could be Cooper out. It's a nervy position. I can see why, but it's not where I'm at. And I was at a point where I'd, I'd messaged you that night saying, he's going to go. I, I know, I can tell. 
does your dad want my Man United ticket because I need a break from the club? Um, because I think that's what Cooper has made this club for me. And he's made, he's given me a club which I can finally feel. Obviously, I've always felt strongly about Forrest, but I feel more of a connection than I ever have to the club at the minute. And it's because of Steve Cooper. And I think had he been sacked, I think it would have been entirely unfair uh, and he would have been punished for overachieving. Um, I think he got us up way too early, ahead of plan. Uh, it was a miracle where he took us. And people can say, stop talking about last season, stop dwelling on it. But factor in where we were a year ago, it's it's very swift and quick progression to go from where we were uh, to where we are now. Um, so he's taken us up early, I think, with some form of miracle and by being a fantastic manager. Uh, he's been given a difficult task anyway from that, going up via playoffs, losing a lot of lone players. You're in a difficult position there. Chuck in a chaotic recruitment, which is very disruptive. I used the term on Twitter the other day of uh, knitting together a bunch of misfits. Um, and people might see that as offensive, but I don't mean it in the term of misfits. I just think it's a, a cobbled together group uh, yep. we threw everything at it it's an impossible task to tie that many people together um, and I think he's done a great job at it uh, I think January probably disrupted it again um, some players are fit for purpose in our squad some players aren't uh, so there we go uh, sorry to keep going on but other sides in the in the bottom half of the table that have got rid of their manager um for me, I identified one or not or two things that they needed to do by getting rid of their manager. And that was to get the fans back on side and to get the players back on side. Mm-hmm. The difference with this club um, is we have we don't need to do either. The yep. players are playing for him. Just look at Toffolo's interview the other day. He couldn't commend him highly enough. And this is a player that's on the fringes and largely on the bench. Talks about what a great man he is. I mean all players have great things to say about him. Without someone like Steve Cooper, you don't have players like Morgan Gibbs-White or Brendan Johnson uh, performing at the level they are. Um, The fans certainly don't need to be brought back on side. There is a small contingent, of course there is, um, but the amount of support when when things are getting tough, things are getting rough, look at Leicester 4-0, bottom of the table. His voice was sang so loudly. We showcased our back in and I think... It's a real credit to Nottingham Forest that we've got a fan base that is has a voice and is passionate enough about our manager. I think we're in a very special circumstance. Um, so, also, another thing, sorry. If we had got rid of Steve Cooper and we went down and we needed to employ somebody to get us back up from the championship, there's no better person to do that than Steve Cooper. So by getting rid of him, we're getting rid of the best candidate to take us straight back up. Um I'm sure there's a million more points that I could go through, but I can already sense people starting to fall asleep. Um, my point of this is credit where credit's due, Mr. Maranakis. Thank you. We appreciate your half back in of, of Steve Cooper. I appreciate that he has said results do need to improve immediately. When you look at our next three games being Villa, Man United and Liverpool, that does worry me slightly. But for now, it ends the speculation ahead of Saturday and gives us the best chance on Saturday. Uh, but credit where credit's due, 
I think it was a really good statement and was well needed to just end that speculation for this week. Um, my last point on this uh, is to the, the contingent of fans that are Cooper out. The club have backed him. We gain nothing from you uh, not backing him whilst he still is the manager. So do us a favour and just shut the fuck up for a little bit. You'll be right eventually. He will get sacked. Um, but for now, just back him because that, that's what's going to give us the best chance of staying up is if we're all unified. Uh, Steve Cooper, I love you. Um, yeah, that's it. Sorry. Rant, no, no, rant, no, rant over. Rant, rant ended. Yeah, I just... Apologies. Um, I think with it being so close to the end of the season as well, I, I kind of... It's not 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 overly the same situation, but you look at what what Chelsea have done. So they 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 spent the mo- they paid the most amount of compensation ever for a manager for Graham Potter. I I think it was a pretty good move. He's he's young. He's British. He's done really really well at Brighton. They then spend an absolute cubic metric fuckton on really young players on super long contracts. Which if anybody's not familiar with baseball, it's what they're doing baseball. It, it's a it's a it's kind of like a way to composite um competition so you can't really buy um you can't really have like a Galacticos team. Um and obviously the, the Chelsea owner Tebolio also owns the LA Dodgers. So I was thinking there's a there's a long term plan here. So yes, their season their season isn't going great this season. You know, they're still in the Champions League. That yes, they are eleventh. But at this point, when he's not been in charge for a whole season, with only ten games to go. What can, as it turns out, Frank Lampard, what can Frank Lampard achieve this season that Graham Potter can't? You might as well get to the end of the season and go, right, you've got all these young players, you've got all these players to do with you. We can get rid of all the deadwood as well. Apparently Raheem Sterling's on th- nearly 400 grand a week doing nothing. You can, you can mould these, you can get rid of these, you can have a full preseason to do as you wish. And then when it gets to October, November, if it's still the same, you can then get rid of a manager and save that season. But this season's gone. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying our season our season's gone in comparison, but unless unless the owners were to come out and go, right, Cooper's sacked, but we've got Jose Mourinho, or you know, just a mind bendingly huge manager, you're gonna lose the fans. Well, you know, it's probably gonna have a detrimental effect. I don't think we'll get a, a, a with there's that many players, I don't think we'll get a new manager bounce. It, it it just all screams stick with it and, yeah. and I'm, glad, I'm glad that they've come out and said that <laughs> well part of when I was thinking about it earlier I re- obviously goes without saying I really want us to stay up duh but the thought of just <laughs> getting this season out of the way staying up getting mm. rid of the deadwood having a more considered and specific recruitment approach in the summer Getting Steve Cooper, it'll be a second season in the Premier League, will more than likely retain the services of Morgan Gibbs White and Brennan Johnson with Steve Cooper at the helm. Mm, more I'm, chance. I'm really time. excited. If we stay up and we have a good recruitment in the summer, I would be really excited for next season. I think next season could possibly be with the right adjustments. This season, a lot of deluded fans, such as Jacob, thought we were going to have this season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. But, yeah. But with, I mean, if we go down, the same thing applies. Steve Cooper is the best man to get us back up. Um, All roads to me point to just please stick with Cooper because 
his stock is really high in the managerial world. He is widely known as Graham Potter was as well, and is the next big thing. Eddie Howe, Graham Potter, Steve Cooper, young managers with a bucket load of potential that are all touted as possibly being an England manager one day, you know, things like that. Huge credit uh, and huge credit within the FA system. He's, he's going to be a major manager one day. We are lucky to have Steve Cooper, I think. He's had other offers in the Premier League. If we went down, I think we'd be lucky to keep him in the Championship. I think he would have a very high amount of offers from various Premier League teams yeah. uh, anyway. So whether we kept him or not or not, who knows? I think hopefully he'd repay the faith we paid him. Uh, but obviously, hopefully it don't come to that. And I just, I just want this season to be done and a stay up, whatever. I mean, 17th is fine. Whatever way is necessary for us to stay up um, and kick on next season. I think I've got really high hopes for next season if this happens. So I think we've been disrupted through injuries as well. There's some really promising things uh, coming in. Uh, I think Felipe and Niacate are fantastic. Felipe is one of the best defenders I've seen in a first shirt. Um, Emmanuel Dennis, I think, is coming into form. Um, Tywo's back. Koyate's now back. We just need Yates back. Um, Morgan Gibbs-White and Brennan Johnson are only going to get better next season. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's a shoulder injury, isn't he? Shoulder injury, yeah, which is a massive shame because we really need him at the minute. Yeah, there's not um, much you can do about him. Really, Danilo, Danilo looks brilliant. Scarper next season. He's he's had his little integration. He looks shit against Leeds. I will say that, and that really hurts me to say, but Scarper didn't look great. He spent more time falling over than kicking a ball. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of promise. I'd just like to deviate for one second because I've just remembered by saying the words Dennis. Um, I tweeted the other day during the Leeds game, take a shot every time Dennis gives the ball away. Uh, and some a few people came back saying that our agenda is unreal uh, about Dennis. Uh, let's clarify, that's not true. I think Dennis is very good. I really want him to do well. I think he's more noticeable in giving the ball away due to his position and the positions he gets himself into and the fact he makes it so obvious. There's no agenda. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, I think, I think it's sorry just to just to make a comment on that. I think it's com- I don't say commendable, but I think there's a reason that Cooper keeps picking him at the minute because he gets into good positions. But there's getting into good positions and there's there's using it, isn't there? There's yeah, you know, it's well, the- his finish against Newcastle was fantastic. Um, mm, his yeah. assist against Mangala, he did very well. There's a good player in there somewhere. Anyway, we I didn't mean to digress that much it just I felt like I had to say I don't have an agenda against Dennis I've said how much of a good player he is a lot of the season and it's pained me seeing when he wasn't good I think the Dennis comeback is on he just still needs to make better decisions um he, he might be injured for Saturday anyway yes but we've got Tyro back uh at least that's what it looks like he's had two good cameos now good minutes um I mean <laughs> It wouldn't entirely surprise me if that means Andre Ayew would start. Don't get that. That's an element of Cooper that I don't agree with. Uh, so therefore, anyone that thinks Cooper's not open to criticism, that's not true. Um, there are hostile elements that I'm not entirely fond of. But anyway, I've digressed and I've disrupted our point. But thank God that Steve Cooper is still our manager. That's that's the bottom line. Yeah. 
Which brings us nicely into uh, this Saturday's game, which is away at Villa Park. It's Aston Villa. Um, uh, God, they've been so good at the minute, haven't they? Unreal, um, yeah. Ollie Watkins is on fire. Unite Emery has really turned them around. I think they've scored. There was a stat that came up the other day which surprised me. I think they've scored in every single game since Emery's taken over or something like that. Um, they've been really quietly really good, haven't they? Yeah, well, I, uh, really... I looked at the table because, I mean, they were the team that were always above Palace. It's little sizable gap. Uh, little and sizable contradicts itself. Anyway, there's a gap. See where they are now. There's a gap above Palace. And I thought, right, so you've got Palace, you've got Villa. I looked earlier in the table, the eighth or no, something not. like that. Seventh. Seventh. That's crazy. Seventh. Oh, sorry, they might not be now because Liverpool... No, they are seventh. They're eighth, you're right, you're right. They're they're eighth, Liverpool played after, didn't they? Sorry. No, they are seventh, you are right. I'm looking at the Premier League table and it says uh, seventh. So, who knows? They've got one more point. Yeah. Where's that come from? Uh, That's crazy. Yep. But I'm now going to stick my neck out and say we're going to win (laughs) 3-1. Three goals away from home. You really have been drinking. Time, you? It's happened sometime. We're, 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 you know, it's t- top team in the top seven, mate. That's, that's, that smells like a forest victory to me. That's normally what happens, right? <sighs> yeah, away from home is difficult. Villa are on flames. I am expecting to lose. Um, this is the difficult part uh, for me. Is Leeds away and Villa away? Uh, for me, could very well be two losses. One of them already is. However, Man United at home should be a loss. We'll obviously talk about that more in the next podcast, but something tells me that the way first play at home, that'll be the game we pick points up. Yep. A lot rides on Saturday. It's going to be really key, and it's going to be a massive test of the Forest players' character, I think. If you care about Steve Cooper being your manager, this is the game to put your neck out and show that you care and put in a good performance. I'm going to call it right here, right now. Go on. We're going to be Arsenal at home and give Man City the lead in the title race. I'm not so sure that's true either. Um, do you, let, me, let me just ask you a question about Villa. Our away form has been awful. Uh, I'm going to throw, throw you on the spot. What needs to change or what would you change to make our away form or approach to away games different? If you were Steve Cooper right now, which you're definitely not. I, I th- it, it's difficult because the thing with the thing, because I, I, I think Felipe and, and Niacate have been very good recently and the fact that they're managing... I think you said it earlier that a better team than Leeds would have scored way more than two pastors. And I think that they're, they're a huge part of keeping that score down. I think I think what a big part of it is, is is more of a regular team. So you look back to when we had that really good stretch of results just before and just after the uh, World Cup. And I think it was a really, really settled team. And I think it was, you know, it was uh, Froehler holding, Mangala and Yates. Um, the back four that I, I think that was when we just swapped to Warren and Bolly, Ori and Lodi, it, it, and and it doesn't necessarily have to be those players. I think it just needs to be a much more consistent core of the team, and I think I think that will 
help us to drive on. Whether or not we've got enough time for that now, whether or not we've got the you know we've got some some stink absolute stinkers of injuries. Um, I feel like Willie Bolly would have been would have been huge if he'd not got. I think it was the Fulham game, wasn't it, when him and McKenna both got injured. Um, Joe Worrell's really really lacked form. He, the the odd game he's he stood out, but in general he's really lacked form. I just just think we need we need some consistency, um, and and also you know just a, a slice of luck, an absolute slice of luck. You know, look at the Wolves game. I know that was at home, but the, it took a deflection, a slight deflection, went straight over the top of Navas, didn't it? Um, the, the Leeds game, uh, Navas palms that ball out slightly harder. It goes wide rather than straight to Jack Harrison. You know, it's just just little tiny things. Just, just, but just, I feel like it's bred from consistency, and you know, and even even little things like you know having Serge Aurier fit and, and playing Lodi, like Nico Williams knows he's second choice because he, he doesn't look like he's playing to be first choice, if that, if that makes sense. So it's just, I think, consistency and and a, and a little slice of luck. Yeah, I think away from home, I would like to see Yates, Coyote, <coughs> either one of Mangala or Danilo. Um, I think a player like Shelby, you said uh, earlier in the week, and I thought that was quite a good point, uh, is a luxury. We can't afford luxury at the minute. You, you can't have a luxury that um, deep because he's playing defensive midfield. You can't. You can't have a luxury there. You can't. And, and I'm just gonna say that the, the 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 first name in that midfield three has to be Freuler for me. I know he. I know he's had, know he's had some up and down games since we signed uh, Danilo, and he kind of got. He's in centre midfield. He's further forward. He's in, he's been swapped around, but him and holding midfield for the majority of this season has been yeah. has been very I, key. I agree. He had an absolute stinker against Leeds. Look at his stats; dreadful. Um, the reason I say Yates, Coyote, and like a Mangala is, I just think we need to disrupt. We need to win a midfield battle for once. Can't really tell you too many times we've actually won in the midfield this season. I think that, I think that leaves us too exposed. I think we need one. I think we need a Yates or a Danilo, but that, that's just my opinion. It, especially against a team like Leeds, especially against a team like Leeds, which are which they, they 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 like to fly forward. If you've got too many, if you've got two players who are just bang straight out, and and you don't and they don't win the ball, that leaves that one in the middle on his own, and they're just going to flood forward, and that's what happened all all game against Leeds. Fine, I I just think something needs to change away. I think one. we need to show some battle. Um, I also think someone like Dennis, whilst I just said he is dangerous, he is at the moment a luxury away from home as well because, yes, he is dangerous. Yes, he gets into good positions, but he does give the ball away a lot and we cannot afford that. I'd um, like to see him not not on the left wing where he, can, where he has to cut in. He's not going to use his left foot ever, is he? He, he reminds me a bit of Raheem Sterling where he's got all the pace in the world, but because he's really one-footed, everything he does realizes. I, I, I would, you know, I, I'm terrible at football, but I would love to play right back against him if I had the, the body of a footballer because he'd be so fucking easy to defend against. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to cut inside? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Chase the ball. I think he's a luxury. I just think we need some rubbish, similar to Brighton, just battling performances. But we come away with that a was point. A great performance. Yeah, that's a good shout. That was a great performance. That night. I, I actually thought it was a terrible performance, um, but <laughs> it was a performance that <laughs> was enough. The table. <laughs> it was a performance that was good enough to get us a point uh, at the time. 
Southampton away. We got three points there. It was still pretty shit, but we battled. We just need to battle and just grind out a point. We are are pretty shit, aren't we? No, we're not. We've got promise. Um, I just (laughs) I'm being too realistic again, aren't I? We need, we need, we need to battle out a point, and I don't care how it comes. If it's the most boring game in the world, but we get a point, nick a free point. Hoorah! That's all. That's all we need because this right weekend Leicester and Bournemouth play each other. So be no anything, now. regardless, anything less, regardless of that result, anything less than a win. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. If we basically if we lose at a weekend, we're in the relegation zone, regardless because of the Leicester Bournemouth game. Maranakis, I don't know if that dread of confidence extends to Sunday. Uh, if that's the yeah. case, so. I don't know. Who knows? It's really it's, it's impossible to tell at the minute. It won't surprise me if Forrest turned up and were world beaters and absolutely smash filler. It's football. Right. Joshua, I'm going to ask you one question and I've got one comment to make as a, as the positive ray of sunshine that I am. Go on. What do you think the score will be on, on Saturday? 2-0 to Villa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Everybody needs this positive ray of sunshine. We're three points away from 12th in the league. Yeah, but that's the thing. It can all change. That's the crazy thing. Bournemouth were done. They won one game. They're up. They're staying up. Bournemouth were eighth. Bournemouth Bournemouth were eighth. Bournemouth were eighth in the table after they beat us. Yeah, Leeds. I think Leeds think they're they're up now. They're staying up now that they've uh, they beat us on Tuesday. Not true. Points away from us. Uh, am I right in saying? Let me just chat. I'm gonna look at the table right right now. now How many games in hand? We don't have any bollocks. West Ham have a game and everyone around them. But even then, they're on the same as us. Yeah. And and believe me, if you did not watch the highlights of West Ham Newcastle at the weekend, go and watch them. Because I I, I you know, we had Hamish Hughes on the podcast before, he's a really good friend of mine. I watched those highlights and I sat there and I went, Oh, we're safe because they are bad. Yeah. I mean, that- West Ham played Newcastle last night, not at the weekend, but you do you, pal. Yeah. So last night. That sorry. Was last night. Fine, my guys. Sorry. Um, well, South- yeah. To me, Southampton are done. But Romeo, yeah. Leicester to Crystal Palace. There's a lot of teams there that could could go down. It's so I, horribly I think, tight. I think Leicester have made a terrible decision getting rid of Brendan Rodgers. Very similar, very similar situation to us. I don't know who they're going to get in that's better than Brendan Rodgers. Uh, Southampton were down as soon as they appointed Nathan Jones, in my opinion. Um, We only need three teams to be worse than us. Or we need to equal, uh, keep up with the rest of them. I think Bournemouth and Southampton, guaranteed to me. You seem to think Leicester are guaranteed. Gone. I think Leeds and West Ham are still in trouble. And Everton. I, I I thought I genuinely thought with Dyche in charge that Everton would be cut free, cut cut and gone. They a bit bit like Villa, but I think Everton will, will get enough. Either way, it's not over yet. If we if we even do, Palace, yeah yeah. If we go into the relegation zone on Saturday, don't give up because one win after that changes everything. And I mean, yes, it has to come away uh, against Man United at home. It's going to be difficult. Of course, strange things have happened. We've beat Liverpool. We've drawn with Chelsea. We've drawn with Man City. 
also, it might be a few weeks that the wind comes, but at the time it could still be tight enough for us to go up. It's going to be a horrible, horrible end to the season, but just stick in there as, as tough as it, it might be. Stick in there. I think we're going to be all right, uh, but it's going to be a wild ride whilst we're at it. Okay, another another. I'm looking at the Premier League table right now. Another ray of sunshine for you. Um, Fulham, who are flying high in it and are cut clear and safe in it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, have only lost three less games than us this season. Ooh, is that good? I thought that'd be good. We've lost fourteen. They've lost eleven. I think that's that's pretty good. Okay, cool. <laughs> we've, we've also only won six. <laughs> Eh, you know, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> um, so yeah, so if if you're uh, if if you're listening for the first time, thank you for finding us. If you've come back again, uh, God knows we love you. Um, we will be at the Man United game if we for what if for some pathetic reason we don't get to record a podcast between now and then. We will be at the Man United game. We will be in Poets Corner. Uh, we will be stood by that uh, weird window that looks onto the toilets because that's where we like to perch ourselves when we drink our beers. Um, you reds. You reds. <laughs> <laughs>